1 Thessalonians chapter 1, and I'm going to begin reading it verse 1, and that's just a short chapter there, about 10 verses, and I'm going to read them all, I guess. Paul and Silvanus and Timothy unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now Paul wrote to just what I'm feeling about you this morning, church. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2, it said, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayer. Verse 3, Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ and the sight of God and our Father. Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, for your gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became followers, I like this, and ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much afflictions uh, with joy and the Holy Ghost, so that ye were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God were is spread abroad so that we so that we need not to speak anything. Verse 9, he said, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols and to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Brother, amen, amen, amen. All right, thank you. You may be seated or whatever, but I, I just want to sort of look at this scripture this morning. You know, as Paul said one time over in the book of believe Corinthians, maybe other places, he said, before I can give it to you, I have to receive it myself. And if I didn't receive God's revelation from God, then I couldn't get up here and share it with you. Because it's all about God's Word. But as the brother was praying, if there's one here this morning that's lost and don't know Jesus Christ, my heart's desire and the church heart's desire is while you have opportunity, you need to get in. You need to get in because and you might say and people might say, well, I'm going to wait a while. I'm going to wait till I get older and this and that. If you're not saved, you need to get in today because the Bible says today is a day. And not just because you may not see tomorrow, but you need to get into the race so that you won't miss out on the joy 
that there is in following and serving the Lord. Now, when I thought about them 16 years of my life, now let me tell you, they all wasn't pleasant. They all wasn't easy. When you take about 20, 25 sometimes, more than that, in a little room over there of young people, some of them pretty wild, and I had a couple of mine was, but, but you know, when I think about them 16 years of my life, I'd, I'd like to go back and I'd like to relive them and know then know, and know now what I didn't know then. But I enjoyed it. I'm still rejoicing the fruits of my labor. When I look around and I see some of these young men and these young women that's grown up and got married, and as I say, many of them has moved on to other places, other churches, all, but those that are still here after all these years and those that have got children, uh, you know, that's grown up uh, and they're in the ministry of some kind uh, uh, here in the church today, uh, and Brother Dean, when I got the thing about it, and I don't give myself no praise for it, uh, but I'm going to tell you what, uh, I'm receiving the blessings out of seeing them as they grow. Uh, and that's been a lot of years these past. John says 83, uh, and this is 19 and what, 21. Uh, so that's been a long time, but I have had the, I have had the blessing uh, of being in some car, kind of ministry uh, Ever since I walked through that door in 1983 uh, on April the 27th uh, or 28th, uh, and that night uh, from the day I've had a good opportunity uh, to be in some kind of a ministry and be part of a church that I love and a church that I feel loves me, amen. Uh, because if they didn't, I wouldn't be here today, Mike. Uh, but Paul was writing to I see uh, and feel like a spot of church about like it. I would think of you being here where he had started it. Uh, and on his second mission, uh, he had uh, been there not, not long before uh, uh, he had wrote this. Uh, and he was writing to them. Uh, and he had took uh, uh, Sal- Salvanius or Silas uh, with him. And he picked up Timothy on his second journey uh, down there in Lestra. And they went in there and they had evangelized uh, uh, there and so he wrote to them after I guess uh, uh, some time he wrote to them and he wrote this uh, to encourage them and he said grace be unto you uh, and peace from God our Father uh, and the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and so I can say to you today church uh, grace be unto you today uh, and peace from God our Father this morning uh, what is grace this morning? Grace uh, is unmerited love. Amen. Uh, and so when you think about what grace is and what Paul was saying here uh, and what I'm saying to you here today, uh, without God's grace, uh, none of us would make it to heaven. Amen. Uh, if God had not come uh, and showed His love and His mercy uh, and His grace for a lost and dying world, uh, then you and I wouldn't have had no place in this building uh, uh, this morning, you and I would not have the hope, Brother Mike, uh, that we have this morning. Uh, but because of God loved us uh, and because of God's grace, uh, we're here this morning, amen. Uh, and grace only comes uh, uh, from God. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, God.
God showed us His grace uh, when He died on Calvary. Uh, amen. Uh, and so when you think about it, Paul said uh, uh, back over uh, in Romans chapter 5 in verse 1, uh, when Paul was writing to the Romans, uh, and he said, uh, I beseech you therefore, brethren, uh, that ye, uh, I beseech you therefore, brethren, uh, uh, you know that, let me find it back over here, it skipped my mind, uh, if I can, but back over in Romans chapter 5, uh, uh, Paul wrote this, uh, Therefore, being justified uh, by faith, we have peace with God uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and he went on verse 5 back over there, and he said, Hope maketh not ashamed, uh, because the love of God uh, is shed abroad in our hearts uh, by the Holy Ghost, uh, which is given unto us. Uh, uh, thank God for His grace. Uh, thank God for the Holy Ghost today uh, that teaches us and leads us and guides us. Uh, I believe it was over in St. John chapter 14 uh, and 22 uh, when Jesus told the disciples uh, he was going to re- go back to heaven. Uh, but he said, I'll not leave you without any help. Uh, he said, I'll send back the Holy Ghost, uh, which is his spirit. Uh, and he said, it'll lead you and guide you uh, into all truths. Uh, it'll never leave you. Uh, it'll never forsake you, Brother Mark. Uh, but he said, it'll be with you to the end of the world. Uh, amen. Uh, but he said, let me tell you before he left, uh, he said, I'm going to go. Uh, it is expedient for me to go. Uh, but he said, I'll come again uh, and receive you unto myself uh, so that where you I am, there you will be. Uh, but he said in 1422, I believe it was, uh, he said, don't worry. Uh, when I leave, uh, he said, I will send back peace. Uh, peace that the world don't have to offer. Uh, a peace that the world can't give you. Uh, there's a lot of people today uh, is looking and searching uh, only in the world uh, uh, for the pleasures uh, to satisfy them. Uh, and I'll admit uh, there is pleasures in sin, Brother Billy, uh, but it only lasts uh, for a season, uh, just a little while. Uh, and then what have you got? Uh, you see Satan has come uh, to kill uh, and to steal uh, and to destroy uh, his church uh, and his people. Uh, but thanks be unto God. Uh, he said, Greater is he that is in us uh, than he uh, that is in the world. Uh, somebody help me preach just a little bit. Uh, greater is he uh, that is in us uh, than he that is in the world. Uh, glory be to God this morning. And Paul said, uh, but grace unto you and peace from the Lord Jesus Christ. And he went on down uh, in verse 2. Uh, and I like that. Uh, and Paul said uh, to them, as I say to you this morning, uh, we give thanks to God always uh, for you all, uh, making mention of you uh, in our prayers. Uh, and when I read that, uh, uh, Brother Dean, uh, when I read that, uh, and I didn't know how many would be here, uh, was in my class from 90, uh, uh, from 83 to 99, uh, but I knew they were some of them, uh, and I knew that I was going to get the word to them this morning. Uh, 
not a day just because, uh, as Suzanne says, I quit. Uh, I didn't quit, hon. I just moved on up the ladder uh, and let somebody else uh, uh, take over. Uh, let me tell you, hon, it wasn't my choice of leaving y'all, uh, but it was God's choice. Uh, I didn't choose to leave you, but God chose me to leave you. Uh, and I didn't leave you. I never was too far away from you. Uh, but all of these years, uh, I've never forgot uh, all them years, Brother Dean, I, I still sit around sometimes. Uh, sometimes I go over to the old church. Uh, sometimes I'll go downstairs and I'll look at that little room. Uh, you know, when they say when you get older, your mind starts leaving you. Uh, but I want to keep them memories that I've had in this church uh, as long as I can before I lose it. Uh, amen. Uh, but I just hope and pray that these days will linger on uh, that we've had in this church. They'll linger on and on and on uh, and don't never give up. And I would say I give thanks to God always for you all making mention of you in my prayer. Uh, and verse 3, where I wanted to get to the text, ad, the time don't run out, it said, Remembering without ceasing uh, your work of faith. Uh, church, I have remembered without ceasing. I have prayed without ceasing. Uh, without letting up, I've prayed. I've seen uh, your work of faith. Hey, man, I tell you what, I know that it's not been easy a lot of times. Uh, I know sometimes uh, that you'd like to just swamp me over the head with something. Uh, you know, but sometimes, uh, you know, you've got to get pretty plain uh, to get people's attention. Hey, man, uh, I know sometimes God's got to get pretty plain with me, uh, and sometimes my wife's got to get pretty plain with me uh, before she can get my attention. But I thank God for my wife. I thank God for my God uh, that does get my attention. Does anybody thank God for God being uh, their God this morning and getting their attention? Uh, you know, it makes a lot of people mad when God gets on them. You know that? Makes a lot of people mad. Makes a lot of people mad. And they'll say, well, that preacher uh, uh, preached on me. I'm just not going to go back to church. I don't like that preacher. Uh, well, you ain't telling me. You ain't bothering me. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, you're telling the wrong one. Uh, when you think it's me, uh, you need to be a talking to God about it. Hey, man, uh, I said you need to be a talking to God about it. Uh, I told somebody one day, I got so tired listening to it, uh, and I said uh, uh, they could find fault in the church. I mean, every time you turn around, there's coming to me a finding fault with this, finding fault with that one. Uh, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, and, and I told him one day, uh, I said, you know, uh, I said, uh, I said, do you ever look in a looking glass? And uh, they said, what do you mean do I ever look in a looking glass? I said, uh, if you're so perfect and everybody else is so wrong, uh, maybe you just need to take a good look in a looking glass at yourself. Hey, man. Sometimes we need to walk up the looking glass when we get all this thing and letting the devil just eat us alive and, and, and drawing us away from the joy that the Lord will have. Brother, we just need to get in front of the looking glass and say, Lord, here I am. Show me who I am. And I'm going to tell you something. You ain't going to see a pretty good a picture. You ain't going to, and, but that'll stop a lot of that stuff from going on too. Amen. And so Paul said, Remember without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God the Father. Now I jot down here just a, a little something here because I didn't know how much time it had. Uh, but it said here, uh, and uh, let, me, let me turn it over here. It said here, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3 for the text. said, remembering without ceasing your work of faith. 
Now it said that refers to their conversion when they turned from idols to God. You see what it says? Your work of faith. A lot of people say, well, I've got faith, I've got faith. Some people say, I don't have any faith, I don't have any faith. Uh, some people have got faith. Everybody's got a little faith because the Bible says, yeah, the Bible says that God has given us all a measure of faith. Amen. Amen. So when somebody tells me, well, I just ain't got a bit of faith, I say, are you calling God a liar? What do you mean calling God a liar? I said, well, God said He gave us all a little faith. Amen. And sometimes you'd be amazed if you would take, if you just got a little faith, uh, Brother Lloyd, sometimes it would be amazed uh, if you'd take what little faith you've got and put it to work. Amen. Put it to work. So he said, here, remember without ceasing your work of faith. Now, faith, the Bible says faith is a substance of hope, a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now we can sit in here and we can say that we've got faith. Amen. We can say we've got faith. But then we leave here and we run up on people and we'll say, well, you know, I just don't have much faith. I don't have much faith in this. I don't have much faith in that. When God said to build this building, <laughs> there's a lot of people's faith was awful weak. But God said to build it. They said, well, said we can't afford it. We don't have the money. I said, no, but God's got it. Thought God told us, Paul, three years and we was aiming to start it, but it wasn't ready. God wasn't ready. Things just didn't work out. And I said, no, it ain't ready yet. We're just going to wait. Three years later, God said to build it, and things worked out. said, Lord, we'll never get that big building paid for. And I guess me, along with the church board and the trustees, had a little faith and had some. We had faith, but we just didn't have enough faith, I guess, to see what was coming. But God increased it during this time. So we figured it'd take, what, four or five years just going to do one section at the time and then wait to get it paid off. And we knew it was going to take four or five years of hard work and labor to do it. But after we walked out on faith, met and prayed about it, and we walked out on faith, we moved in here, what, a year and eight months? A year and eight months, and everything was just like it is now. I mean, the pews and everything was in it. Now, is that God or what? People ask me, Ralph, how are we doing this? Ralph, how are we doing this? I said, I don't know. Just ask God. All God wanted was some people that would step up and have faith. Now, we could have sat down, we could have sat down his stairs down there, us board and trustees, and we could have talked about all the faith that we have got and how much faith we had. But if we hadn't put our faith to work, We'll still be sitting in the basement talking about it after 10, 11 years. Amen? You see these two kinds of faith. You say, what do you mean these two kinds of faith? 
Paul said, you show me your faith without working, uh, works, and I'll show you my faith with works. Uh, we can say that we got all the faith in the world, and we may have, but if we never work our faith, put our faith to work, uh, then our faith, Paul said, the Bible says, uh, without works, faith is dead. Hey, man. Faith is dead without work. So he said, here. He said, remember without season. Look here what he said. Your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope and our Lord Jesus in the sight of God our Father. Now I looked at that and somewhere I mentioned, I didn't want to forget it, and I wrote, Oh, your labor of love. It said, uh, Labor of love consists their practicing of serving the living and true God, that labor of love. See, these people had just changed from being heathens. Uh, they had changed <laughs> to becoming Christians. And Paul was appraising them. Even though Paul uh, wasn't there, he wasn't the pastor of the church, he was just the beginner of it. Uh, but Paul was sharing everywhere he went. Uh, word was getting around about these people at Thessalonians. Uh, and, and Paul was praising them for their work uh, and for their labor of love uh, and, and patience of hope. Uh, uh, the Bible says, which is... In our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, now, labor of love consists of practice of serving the living and true God. So, that is a practice that every Christian needs to have. Hey, man. We, there's a lot of people get saved and they're just satisfied with getting saved. Hey, man. You ain't one of them, are you? They're satisfied with just getting saved. Say, well, I'm saved now. I ain't going to do nothing. I'm just going to sit on a pew and enjoy everybody else. So, but Paul says that we need to practice our salvation. We need to practice it. Hey, man, you say, how do we practice it? We practice it through prayer, through singing, through preaching, through loving one another, through prayer meetings, through prayers, through visitation. We practice God's love through that. And if you want to see a church really get on fire and grow, you just get every one of them headed in the same direction and the devil can't stop them. Hey, man, he'll run right over them. And I just got a feeling this place in here is fixing to explode just any day now. I'll, how many believe that? It's going, to take some, it's going to take some labor to do it. So when God says to go, we, you know, sometimes we just get self-satisfied. Hey, man, we come in here this morning. I don't know what it is out there, but it don't matter if it's 100 degrees out there. We come in here, man. And it's good and cool. Got fans are going air everywhere, you know, blowing out on us. We got good soft seats. I don't see how some of you stays awake, to tell you the truth. You probably wouldn't if you didn't have a loud mouth preacher. Did I hear a hey man back in here in the back? <laughs> Sound like who? Well, that's who it looked like, too. But it is, you know, and sometimes it's easy to get in a comfort zone, it's easy to get in a routine. Well, I'll go to church today, this morning, but now, once the day's enough, I won't come back tonight. Or then, Wednesday night, well, I'll just wait and go Sunday. I've had a hard week. But a work of faith and labor of love and patience. Anybody know what patience is? What, what is patience? Labor of love consists or practice of serving the living and true God. Patience is pre perseverance. Perseverance. Anybody know what perseverance is? What is perseverance? Being what? Being able to wait. Continuing on. Pushing on. 
pushing on, pushing on. Ain't that what we do as a Christian today? No matter what storm we face, no matter what we go through, if we love Jesus, we're just going to push on, push on. Sometimes the devil may throw a stumbling block in front of us, and we may have to walk around it, or we may have to pray it out of the way. But if we love Jesus, we ain't going to sit down on that stump and just sit there. Hey, man, Lee, we're going to keep on persevering. We're going to keep, keep on going. So then patience is perse perseverance. And for hope, hope has to do with our stead, stead, steadfastness waiting for his son from heaven. Now, let me read verse 6. We're going to close here in a minute. And verse 6 said, And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. Now, Paul was telling them, You've received this. You received it, and, and you are going through a lot of inflictions, and, but you're going through them with joy. Why? Because you've got the Holy Ghost, in you? Amen? Even though we're going to go through storms and we're going to go through battles, amen? But let me tell you, as long as we know Jesus and Jesus is promising us, nothing can stop us, amen? <laughs> because greater is he that's in us than what? Than he that's in the world. And no matter what we're going through, he has done promised us. He's given us that promise. How many believe God will lie to you? Did you say your hand, Tony? <laughs> but God made us a promise and God will not lie God cannot lie and he makes us a promise that I'll never leave you Tim and I'll never say that means he'll not leave you in the good times and a lot of people think well God's just with me in the good times uh, when everything's going good and everything you know and they recognize and then they sort of forget about God you know well everything's hunky dory you know everything's good uh, my bills are paid. I'm not sick. None of the family's sick. Got food on the table, roof on my head. Man, I'm just going to rear back and I'm going to take it easy for a little while. But God blesses us and goes with us through the hard times and trying times. I believe more so than He does the good times. Amen? Because He's all there always. How many times you tried to get through a storm by yourself? Anybody ever tried to get through a storm by themselves? I have. I'll be honest this morning. I think, well, I can get through this myself. You know what I wound up doing, Sue? I wound up making a mess out of things and getting into trouble. And no man could get me out of it. It took only Jesus Christ to do it. So anymore, when these things come, I just put it in the hands of the Lord, and I just take it the way it is. I've got to go through it. I've got to go through it. Amen. And this is the way I look at it. I heard a person tell me the other day, I don't understand why this happened in my life, but I know it happened for a purpose. How many believes everything happens for a purpose? It does. It does. Let me go on. For from you sounded out. Listen to what he said. He, he's really encouraging church, wasn't he? He said, verse 8, For from you, he said, sounded out the word of the Lord. Not only in Macedonia and Shea, but also in every place, everywhere, he said, Your faith to God would be spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. Paul said, it don't matter. We don't have to speak about you people. Uh, no matter where we go, they've done heard about you. Your witness, your following, it's done been heard about. Let me tell you something. How many believe that this church sitting right here in the middle of nowhere, some says, 
How many believe that Hitch Rich out further than just Snake Creek Road? How many believes it's rich out all over America? How many believes it's even went overseas in them countries over there? What was pure back away, Tony? Thirteen countries over there received it. Place sitting right here, listening. I remember they put it on there somewhere, and I don't know how they done it. I'm not smart enough to do all that. But one April after we opened the church up over in Iraq, they videoed it some way. You remember that? And sent it over to there, and man, the comments come back and come back. They, they were seeing us right here at Bloomington Chapel from over in Iraq. Ain't that something? My mind just ain't big enough to, just all this technology and all. If I know they was doing that, I'd have wore me a suit and a tie. I'd have looked like somebody that day. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Who said that? But that just amazed me. Church, we sit here. Brother Harrison, sometimes we don't realize, we don't realize what a witness you people are all over the world. So we need to straighten up. We need to be alive. We need to act like we love Jesus, you know. And if we do love him, then we'll act like we love him. Amen. But I'm just saying this ministry, it's, it's on fire. It can't be stopped. Satan can't stop it. He can't stop it. But Paul said, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve who? To serve the living God, true living and true God, and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. I'm going to tell you, friend, Jesus Christ was our only hope. And I'm going to say this, and then as they come get a song, I'm going to shut up if I can. And to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead. He's talk How many believe that God raised Jesus from the dead this morning? How many believe this morning that He's no longer in the tomb? How many believe this morning He is where He said He was going? In heaven, how many believes He's sitting at the right hand of the Father today? How many believes He's there making intercessory for you and I when we fail? Amen. When we mess our lives up, so to speak, He's there. But how many more? This is more important. This was their faith and their hope. And I hope that's our faith and our hope this morning. How many has got hope and is waiting for the return of Christ to get us out of here? Where's your hope at this morning? If you're not a Christian this morning... You don't have any hope. If you're not a Christian this morning, if Jesus appeared right now, you would not be going to heaven. You say, I think I would. No, I don't think you would. I know you wouldn't if you're not saved. Only one way to eternal life. That's through Jesus Christ. Paul said all there is to it. You got to believe with your heart. Lord Jesus Christ. And God raised him from the dead. And he said, you shall be saved. For with the heart believeth, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if you believe that this morning, if you believe Jesus died for your sins, and if you believe he rose from the tomb for you, and if you believe he's sitting at the right hand of the Father right now, and you can believe all of this because it's true, all you have to do is believe that, believe that Jesus died for your sins, and asked him to forgive you of your sins.
First John, he said, we've all sinned. Amen, we've all sinned. If we say we have a sin, we're a liar and the truth is not in us. But John said, if we will confess our sins, he is true and just to what? To forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So if you're here this morning and you want to know Jesus Christ, all you have to do is come with a believing heart and accept him. And start out this 4th of July, a new life. I started out in 1983, the 27th day of April, I believe it was, Lee. I started out a new life of Christ. I'm not looking back. I'm not going back. I'm just looking forward. <coughs> My journey's almost over, and I know where it's going to end. I don't know when, but I know it's coming. Stand with me this morning. If you don't know him in the part of sin, you need to come right now. You need to come right now. Get reach and get your wife, your husband with a hand if they're not saved. Your son, your daughter, if they're not saved. Your brother, your sister. Reach and get them the hand and say, do you like to go pray right now? Go ahead, girl. I'm done. More than